we're in this uh, series, Jump, and I've said jumping, I believe, is a spiritual thing. I believe it's an important part of following Jesus Christ, and today's subject is going to require you to kind of fight against the madness of this kind of me-first mentality that exists in our world, and I'm going to challenge you to rise up, to live a better way in your life. I'm going to challenge you to go God's way. I'm going to challenge you to jump, and so today what I want to talk about is generosity, living generously in our lives. Uh, There are a lot of scriptures that talk about living with generosity. One of my favorite, it's found in the New Testament. Uh, The Apostle Paul, he's writing his second letter to the Corinthian church, and he's talking about living generously, that it's an essential part of our Christian faith. It's critical to us following Jesus And so before we jump in, I kind of want to give the context of of the verse. But Paul's collecting an offering. He's going to give it to some impoverished uh, members of the Jerusalem church. And a year earlier, he had asked the Corinthians about giving to this. And they responded in a big way. And uh, they kind of rose to that opportunity. they just like, yeah, we're in, Paul. We're going to make this endeavor possible. And so the, the Corinthians were, were new followers of Jesus Christ. They lived in the Mecca of uh, materialism, the epicenter uh, of finances in that day, which I think is something we can identify with. I mean, uh, here, in, here in America, we're, we're kind of in the center of it. Paul writes this. He says, for I know how eager you are to help And I've been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. The fact is the Macedonians, uh, they were Gentile believers. They they were poor, but they were very generous. And and you go, well, why were they generous? Well, Paul's going to tell us here. He says, in fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. And so, do you get the picture here? It was the enthusiasm of the Greeks, the the Corinthian church, that stirred up others to to give. Generosity, this is what I figured out in life, generosity always inspires other people. Generosity has a a way of spilling into other people's lives. And so, Paul, right out of the gate, says, you know, generosity has impact in life. Now, many of you know I love sports. I watch ESPN, uh, get up in the morning, and uh, after I get kind of going, I'll have it on while I'm having breakfast. Uh, It's a little more uplifting than the news, but, uh, you know. (laughs) But ESPN, they've got, uh, they had this section recently about impact players. And they were talking about players like Patrick Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson and T.J. Watt, Ghost Steelers, uh, you know, Aaron Donald. And they were talking about these, these players, and because of their presence on the field, they changed the game. You know, because of their commitment and their skill sets, they, their team rises to another level. See, the Corinthian church had impact players. You know, they, they were making a difference. 
you know, often uh, parents will catch me and uh, they'll say, you know, Damon, how, how do I keep my kids grounded? I mean, they've got everything. We, li- we live in this materialistic world. How, you know, what do I do? And I'll usually say something very similar to this. I'll just say, teach them to be generous. Make sure that you model a lifestyle of generosity for them. See, I I believe giving is not just something you do. All right, catch this. I believe giving is born out of who we are. And so as parents... I believe we model 24-7 for our children. Remember, values are caught more than they're taught. They're watching you. Teach your children how to be generous in their life. Teach them how to hold things loosely to make people more important than things in their life. Because if you don't learn to hold things loosely and get your priorities right, you know what happens in life? Well, you begin to think everything's yours. In fact, you begin to kind of white-knuckle things. No, I made this. I earned this. I own it. It's mine, 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 mine. And friends, at some point you've got to realize it all comes from God. I don't own anything. And in fact, I just manage the stuff in my life from now till the grave. And then guess what? You gotta leave it to somebody else. <laughs> you leave it all behind. And if you don't get that, if you don't understand that concept, what happens is you, you find yourself broken down in life. You'll find you get weary and tired and frustrated. You'll find that life becomes very uh you know, very singular. And, and empty, it becomes this merry-go-round, and around and around we go. Hold things loosely in your life. It all belongs to God, and we get to manage it for a while. Somehow we got to become God-honoring in our lives. We become generous because God's given. And we need to practice the the art of uh, what I call appreciation in life. Learn to appreciate what what we have instead of what we want. You know, you know. For example, I've got a good friend. He uh, collects cars, and uh, I mean, I'm talking really cool cars. And uh, he, every once in a while, he'll he'll call me. He'll go, "Hey, I got a new one." And uh, a while back, he's like, I've got a new car, and uh, I'll be by in a few minutes. Do you have time to take a ride? Now, having known the kind of cars he gets, I'm like, okay, clear the schedule. He's got something special coming. Yeah. I get excited when he's got a new acquisition. He pulls up, beautiful. I mean, it's sleek. It's just one of them, Wow. It was a viper, and it was, I mean, I'm talking sweet, 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 sweet. Then he takes me for a ride. Well, ride's understatement, all right? Let's just say he pushed that car to the limits on every frontier. (laughs) I got out of the car. I'm kind of pale. I'm like, breathe. (sighs) Yeah. And I'm thinking, 
man, that is an amazing car. If I had a car, see, see where I went? If I had a car like that, I mean, I would look so cool behind the wheel of that car. You know, my friends would be envious. And then I had to hit the brakes, so to speak. I had to remind myself, you know what? It's really cool my friend's got that car. And it's a really awesome car. But I'm glad for him. I don't have to have that car. See, the art of appreciation is there. It's the ability to admire something that someone else has without the the need to acquire it in your life. See, we rise in our lives when, when we are generous. We rise when we hold things loosely, when we learn to appreciate what someone else has, but we don't have to have it. You know, and I believe when we get those things right, we're kind of moving in the right direction in our lives. And get this, when, when we're generous in our lives and we live that way, what happens is it helps other people rise in their life. And I hope you don't miss that line in Scripture where, where it says, your enthusiasm that stored, stirred up many, you know, it was your enthusiasm that stirred them up. There's something implied there, though, isn't there? Some people weren't stirred up. You know, some people were not excited, were, were not generous. And my guess is some people checked out. They're like, yeah, I'm out. You know how I know that? Because <laughs> just about any time I talk about being generous or giving, that's what happens. Yeah, some, some I know how this goes. Oh, boy, here he goes again. Church is always talking about money. I believe I need to find a church that never talks about money. And I, I just want to call you, I mean, if that's where you're at today, I want to challenge you. Have a conversation with God about that. And here's a little perspective, a little trivia, you might say. Do you know the word believe? That's an important word, right? Believe, you find it in Scripture 272 times. Pray, 371. Love, 714. Give, 2,162 times. Half, half of Jesus' parables were about possessions and money. Get that. Hmm. Here's my point. If, if a church doesn't talk about being generous, talk about giving, they're not biblically balanced. And I can tell you something else about them. They're not reaching people for Christ. They're sitting stagnant and still. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. You know, so here, take a deep breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Relax. Giving, money, all that stuff, it's between you and God. All right? I get that. But generosity, my point, generosity is about impact in life. You know, what kind of impact do you want to have with your life? 
I was thinking as I was preparing this week, I was like, I wonder what Faith Fellowship will be known for four or five decades from now. I mean, will we be known as being generous? I think so. I think so. You know, Paul, he writes this. He says, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. That's all about trust there. Yeah. ESPN again. First take. Anybody watch first take? <laughs> uh, really, I'm the only one, huh? <laughs> well, they every once in a while they, they use a phrase. They call it, they they'll go spare. They'll go, oh, he's a spare, she's a spare. I mean, it's hilarious what, what, what they do, you know, and the, they'll be like pointing someone out and they go, oh, they're a spare, you know. And, and that definition is it's a player who doesn't live up to their greatness. See, I believe God does not want us being spares in life. In fact, God wants us to rise up to a level of greatness that he has planned for us. And it's all different for each of us. You know, it doesn't take any uh, business guru to read that verse or an investment genius to understand what that's talking about. The fact is, the more you invest, the more you can get back. You know, the less you invest, well, the smaller the return will be if everything goes up in the market. Whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. Whoever sows generously reaps generously. That, again, it's about trust. Who are you going to trust on that one? Now, I want to do something. Everybody get a wallet. Wallet, checkbook, I don't care. All right, I'll wait. I want you to just hold it in your hand. It's an exercise, all right? All right, so don't freak out. But as I hold that, it's a leather temple, isn't it? It's a 21st century temple. You know, it, 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 the fact is, I, I can caress this. Oh, I love you. I love everything in here. Woo, boy. Do you know what some people think this is? The answer to everything in their life. Answer to all their problems. If I just had a little bit more in here, a little bit more in the account, life would be good. Right? True? I mean, we think that. And I thought, we're not going to do this, but I thought it'd be really great to, like, hand it to your neighbor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then take up a special offering. <laughs> and give like you've never given in your life. And, yes, we do take credit cards, you know. <laughs> like, we, we won't do that, but... I thought somebody might have a heart attack if I did that. Yeah. We love this thing. We trust this. Do we trust God? I mean, you either trust God or you don't. It's about stewardship, it's not ownership. It's about being generous because God has blessed. I mean, it's all that God's blessed you with. It's amazing how God's blessed you. Do, do you trust God? Yes, no. 
There's no in-between, really. And I know, as I say it, for some, you may be going, yeah, I'd like to be an impact player. I'd like to leave the stands, get on the field of faith. You know, I realize generosity, it's not something I do. It's actually who I become. And I know God wants me to live that way. I get it. So, so, so what happens in your life if you decide to trust God, to be generous in your life? What if you decide to actually jump? Well, well check this out and follow. You'll be enriched in every way. People read that and they go, well, does that mean financially? I'll be blessed, enriched. It could, it could. But you can't just say finances. I mean, if you give generously in your life, you'll be blessed in many ways in your life. You know, it'll outweigh whatever it is you give. It comes back bigger. You know, it may be relationally, maybe emotionally, Maybe occupationally, financially. I mean, that list, you could go on and on and on. I could talk all day about how God's blessed through the years. And here's the thing. When, when we get involved in generosity, what happens, and this is what so many don't understand, God supernaturally gets involved in our lives. You know, if you're not generous, well, God won't bless the way God really wants to bless at some point. See, they're connected. I mean, God wants to bless you. And if you're not generous, well, I I will tell you, you will never hit the depth of maturity that God wants for your life, period. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. See, not only are we blessed when when we're generous, but that generosity, your generosity, mine, becomes a blessing to other people. See, I I was thinking about lives that Faith Fellowship was able to be a part of helping change. I was kind of going through the years, the the ministries that we have supported, the, the people that we've reached for Jesus Christ, Because why? Because some people were willing to trust God and willing to jump, were willing to get out of the stands and actually hit the field of faith and allow God to use their generosity, you know, generosity of their time and their talents and their resources. And what happens in that is I can just see moment after moment after moment that it resulted in thanksgiving to God, where I go, yay, God, thank you, thank you. Amazing how God works. See, God understands we're all going to have stuff, right? It's part of living. 
It's, it's some, some of us have a little pile of stuff. Some of us have a medium-sized pile of stuff. And some of us got big piles of stuff. But there's an orientation, and this is what I want you to understand. There's an orientation in life when it comes to getting things in life. See, some people are like a dam, I, I would say. Oh, I love God. I'll take forgiveness. Mm -mm. I'll take some grace. I, I want eternity. But this stuff is my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. And they hold it back. And friends, I will tell you as a follower of Jesus Christ, we're not to live that way. The fact is we're to be conduit in this world. We're to allow things to flow through us. You know, it's that, that mentality that says, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You have been good to me. You have blessed me, and I'm going to be generous in, in response to that. And friends, when, when we start living that way, you, you get a different perspective, and it's like I want people, when they see me, I want them to see you by the way I live. And th this is just a question. When, when you look at your life, are you more like a dam? I'm going to hold it back. Or are you more like conduit? See, generosity, it's about impact in life. It's about trusting God. It's about putting God in that first position in your life. Paul writes, he says, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly, under compulsion, for God loves a what? Cheerful giver. See, generosity is about heart. Got heart? That, that word uh, cheerful, in the, in the Greek, it's hilarious. It's where we get the word hilarious. So when, when you give, you're saying, God, I, I'm going to give out of joy. I'm going to give out of thanksgiving. God, I'm thankful. All that you've given me, I, I'm good with living on this 90% of mine. Because it's all yours anyway. And so here's my challenge to you. Next time, like, going by the box and dropping money, laugh when you're putting your money in. Laugh when you give it away. Joy. Now, anybody that's been around here much, they know we do not operate. I, I've never operated the church on doing stuff under compulsion, uh, there, there's no arm twisting, you know, nobody's going to be standing at the door going, can't get out of here till you, you know, you know. We don't get involved in gimmicky stuff. Don't have raffles, bake sales, you know, bingo night. You know. Not going to put people's names up in light, you know, give a big gift and like, woo, 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 look, you know. We don't do that stuff. I think that's Paul's point here. You know, don't give begrudgingly. Don't give out of pride. Don't, don't give uh, to get in your life, all right? Let's be clear on that. 
but we give out of joy. Joy. We give because we can mark eternity. We give because we're being an obedient follower, because we're thankful for how God's blessed. Generosity, it's about heart. It's about your heart. You know, the Bible indicates that the heart has not been fully surrendered until you surrender your wallet, your material possessions. You got to surrender those. In fact, experience teaches me that's usually the last frontier that we're willing to go, okay, God, it's yours. It's usually the last step we take. It's a spiritual maturity step in our lives. Where do you give? Well, there's several, several things. One, and I think this one's obvious. You see someone in need, you maybe live next door to, or you know about, you help. When God leads you, you help. Not because they said they have a need, but if they have a need, okay? Let's be clear on that. You help. And then both the Old and New Testament talk about giving back to God, and you give it through the local house of worship, wherever it is you attend. You don't attend here? Wherever you attend, you give. The church, this is my opinion, is the best eternal investment that you will ever find. You, you think about it. You look at this world. This world is broken. And people are hurting and confused and lost and not sure which way is up and down these days. Where are you placing your hope? You know, business? Education, government, where? See, I believe the only hope for this world is Jesus Christ, period. The local church is about proclaiming that good news. The local church is about bringing hope to a struggling, lost, confused world. And it's all about helping people who are hurting, who are in need, helping people change and make changes in their life, making a difference in people's eternities. And I believe it's a great investment, period. So God gives us a pattern, a a plan, you might say, for for stewardship in our life. It says each of you should give... Sorry, on the first day of the week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. Hmm. So, I'm consistently and proportionally setting aside a certain amount of money. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if you make $15,000 a year. $150,000 a year, $15 million a year. doesn't matter. And please understand, it's not a tax, and it's not a dues. Never has been. It's a heart issue. Always been a heart issue. You know, Jesus said this. He says, where your treasure is, 
there your what? There your heart will be also. Hmm. Treasure test there. What you're passionate about, what you're really into in your life, is where your money flows. Always, always, always. I've said I could take a quick look at your monthly bank statements. I could tell you what you're passionate about. And I could tell you whether you're an impact player. The question is, are you passionate about what Jesus Christ is passionate about in life? Are you? See, giving is part of faithfully following Jesus Christ. And God's going to test you in your life. You know, you know how he does it? He blesses you. Anybody been blessed? And when God blesses, however, however that comes, and it comes different ways, what you going to do? What you going to do? And friends, I could talk all day long about impact, about trust, about heart. I I could talk about the the church and the important mission of reaching people for Jesus Christ. See, I've said it before. I I believe Faith Fellowship will be a church of two or 3,000 someday. How? Well, because God's people are generous. And when we are generous, it expands us. It allows us as a church to touch more lives through ministry, through outreach. You know, it fuels the ministries of the church. It allows the church to rise in life. You know, several years ago, I had somebody, and they they caught me, and they they go, you know, I I think Faith Fellowship's big enough now. It's just about the right size. I really hate for the church to get much bigger. Friends, that was like, that's like nails on the chalkboard to me. I mean, it just triggered something in me. And I'm like, so this is it? We don't want any more? Who's going to tell the people of the River Bend area that we're cool with them going to hell? Not me. Never will be me. I will fight with everything in me to keep us pressing on, to keep us expanding, to keep us having more impact on people locally and around the world. We have more to do, so much more. And generosity keeps it rising and keeps it moving and keeps it happening. Generosity is vital to the call and the cause of Jesus Christ. And I will tell you, generosity does not just happen. You have to make a decision in your life. You have to be intentional about it. You have to make a commitment to yourself and to God saying, I'm going to be generous in my life. I'm going to hold things loosely. I'm going to learn to appreciate without having to acquire whatever it is. And I'm going to trust God with everything that I have because, well, it's his anyway. I'm going to be faithful 
with my time? See, generous with my time? With my talents? My resources? And at some point, you just got to go, you know what? I'm going to jump and start giving. I'm going to be a generous person because God's been generous with me. I was having devotions, um, it's a couple months ago, and it led me through a little exercise. And it, the devotion asked me to think about the people who had had the most influence in my life, people that had brought me closer to, to God. And then it asked me to write down five characteristics of those people. And so I started thinking about each one of them, and I was writing. And partway, partway through the, the exercise, and this wasn't even the point of the devotion, but partway through that, as I was writing the different characteristics, I, I realized every single person who had had that kind of impact in my life, I wrote the word generous next to him. Generous people helped me rise in my life, helped me grow in my faith, helped me change as a person. And here's what I wondered. So your closest friends, people that you've touched their lives, if they were to write five words that describe you, What words would they be? What words would you like them to be? Here's a more important question. What would God write down? I mean, would God say you're generous as a person? Yes? No? It's probably not a, uh, maybe. It's probably a pretty quick yes or no. Christ followers, here's my point. Be generous. Live generous. Generosity. You will not wake up tomorrow and go, whew, I'm going to be generous. It doesn't happen that way. It's a decision you make. It's deliberate. It's planned. And if you want to be generous, well, guess what? You just got to jump. You just got to jump and trust God. Just jump and trust God. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I thank you. You have blessed us. And God, I pray that um, you just open our eyes, our hearts, that we would... Uh, we just realize all the ways you bless us. God, I'm thankful I got up this morning. Thankful for a beautiful day. Thankful for people that I've had opportunity just to talk and share with. God, I thank you for family. God, I thank you that... Uh, I get to serve you. God, I pray we would see the blessings around us. 
And God, you would help us to be generous people. That we'd have a heart that's generous. God, I thank you for the opportunities you place before us. And God, I pray that Faith Fellowship, that we will be known for being generous. Use us, Lord, to make a difference in this community, in this world. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, I thought we would uh, close with uh, the piece they did earlier, just let God uh, minister to us through these words.